Hello, I'm India, and welcome to Start a Ripple, the podcast that celebrates moving in nature. You see, I believe ripples are made when we connect movement with nature, not only for our mind and body, but also the environment too. And on this series, I'm speaking to some amazing guests that share that passion and have their own story to tell. All right, time to introduce this week's guest. Steph Barnicote is a marine biologist, environmentalist and paddleboard instructor living on the gorgeous Cornish coast. When she's not working or volunteering for various marine life charities, you can find her out on her paddleboard, either giving a lesson, leading a tour or just out on the water with her dog Percy, filling up on blue mind therapy that Steph speaks so passionately about in this episode. Hi Steph and welcome to Start a Ripple, how are you? Oh, good. Thank you. Um, and thank you for inviting me to join. So, um, oh. yeah, great to be here. Oh, it's really, really amazing to have you. Obviously, you're a fellow Hatha paddleboard ambassador, which is kind of how we've connected. Um, and yeah, I'm really, really grateful for you taking the time to chat to me today. We've got quite a few to get through. Oh, Percy being one of them. <laughs> yes. I just heard him bark. <laughs> I knew it, I knew I wouldn't be able to get through this event. Percy. <laughs> I love that. It's right. Well, don't worry, Percy. We're going to be getting onto your section a little bit later on. <laughs> but let's first make a start by um, if you could introduce yourself, kind of tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to where you are today. Okay, so I'm Steph. I am. Um, well, I'm, I guess I work in marine science, so specialise in marine mammals, and um, I've always been fascinated with the ocean and I think yeah one year I was just like right I'm gonna go and buy a, um, a paddleboard because well I need um, I need my sea time back because I used to work offshore and I love being out at sea and paddleboarding there's lots of different styles of paddleboarding but obviously my favorite is just going out um, in the bay basically on the sea and just not racing or anything like that so I knew it was quite easily accessible for me and um, so yeah I went out and bought um, a half of paddle boards because they were the closest company and I just went and picked it up and that, yeah I started paddle boarding and then kind of built up a bit of an Instagram account because I on my personal one people were just getting very bored to see paddle boarding pictures and um yeah, well, it soon became an addiction and then it kind of led me to progress that into more of a part time job and some other projects as well. Yeah, absolutely. Which we're going to dive into in this episode. And I can't wait to hear a little bit more about. Um, but obviously you are you're based down on the Cornish coast as well, which is just paddleboarding paradise. Um, I'm super, super jealous about that. Um, but yeah, you, you've turned this little passion that started with you just wanting to, I guess, enjoy the water into a business um, alongside your work as a marine scientist as well. Is that right? That's right, yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about why and how that happened and, and how you kind of balance it between the both. Because I do, obviously, as somebody who is a paddleboard yoga instructor, I do understand when you turn your passion into a business and there's that kind of balance between doing it for yourself and doing it for others. And it's one of the reasons why actually I've not ever taken the full instructor course because 
I'm still kind of protecting my little like I just like to go out and paddle for myself um so yeah I'd love to hear a little bit more about that so I think um with especially with Covid that we all had to work from home Mm -hmm. So I was actually saving three hours every day from not driving to the office um, because it, my office was in Oakhampton in Devon. And as you say, I'm based in Cornwall. Um, I did think about moving to Oakhampton or near the office numerous times, but my life is very much in Cornwall and I need to be by the sea. So I, I couldn't do it. And yeah, they respected that. Um, so when we were working from home, it was great to have this extra time and that kind of um gave me a bit of a boost and by well, after i bought one paddle board i bought a second one and then i was always taking friends out and i was teaching friends and then they got they fell in love with it some of them went out and bought their own and i just thought Do you know what this is really nice i love taking people out and then um so i kind of thought i can do this as a part-time business on the side of my full-time job so I yeah did my instructor course with Water Skills Academy. And the great thing when I was based in Newquay is you've got the Gannel Estuary. So on spring tides, we get high tides first thing in the morning and then in the evening. So that's primarily when I run my tours is on spring tide. So every other week and it's before and after work. Um, so July and August gets extremely busy with all the holiday makers but i just find it really rewarding um taking people out finding out what they want from it you know loads of people especially this year are like do i have to stand up i'm like no we'll do whatever you want it's your it's all about the experience of being on the water you don't have um, a session with me and then you i'm not a military like stand up you know and i also do private lessons and my first client she um she has MS and she used to run a lot, but she's had to give up her running. And she just wasn't sure if she, if she could do paddleboarding. And like, we got her standing up. I took a video, showed it to, um, sent it to her and her husband had tears watching her. And I was like, oh my God, I could do, I could do this for free. Um, and it just made me so happy to see people, how they feel after they've like had their experience, whether they're standing up or on their knees. So it's, really nice to do that um it's tiring as well as you can imagine you know but um but when I'm out it doesn't feel like work yeah so. oh I totally get that it's so so interesting you say that about not having to stand up to be really enjoying it I actually this afternoon went out with my dad for the first time uh paddleboarding and um he's got a bad knee and he was like oh um, um I'm sorry I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stand up I'm sorry I'm sorry he's sort of apologizing I was like gosh Aww. no sometimes I can't be bothered to stand up I was like a sit down paddle it's great fun and so yeah and he had a lovely lovely time and he was so grateful and he yeah I could just see it in his eyes and he like I could have stayed out on the water all afternoon um and I think that's one of the most magical things about paddleboarding actually is how accessible it is to so many people you know it's it's you, you don't need to be doing miles and miles you don't need to be able to to race fast or even stand up you you just it's about being out in the water enjoying enjoying that um and speaking of which can you um describe your first time on the water on a paddleboard um, on a paddleboard um <laughs> I've had a couple of times where I've hired a board before, but for me, the 
the magical the magic happened was on my half a paddle boards when I bought that and I had to wait like it feels like forever for the weather conditions to be right but finally it was and I went out at the crack of dawn at Fourth PN Beach and this this was the first time for me that I was out doing it on my own um, being responsible for myself I was standing up I didn't fall in and that to me I was like I, I haven't made, I haven't just thrown 500 pounds down the drain. I've, I've made a good investment and that that moment was always so magical. And that's why I can never sell that board. Like, um, I still use it now and go to Porth Pian and I'm like, this is like five years ago. <laughs> and it still gives me that magical feeling. What, what, but what board is it? Um, probably the one you've got, uh, but an older version. So the oxygen blue. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's great. I like i was asked if i wanted to have a little have an upgrade i was like no actually i quite like this one so i'm gonna stay with it well, i i bought the um carve uh for the business um yeah only because it was the only two they had in stock i wanted the pink hawaiian hawaiian theme one but when i got the carve i was like oh my god i love this board and really? i kept it for myself and ah. i said to dan at happer like this is so like you the improvement from the board I bought the couple of years before yeah. I could just see uh, yeah really great and yeah. um so that's mine and Percy's favorite board yeah um, oh and speaking of Percy he's Kesey isn't he so he's he's your your suck pup um yeah and obviously many little adventures with you um where like how did that happen then how did he how did he um, get involved Percy was never really part of my plan. So I um I was always looking after a friend's dog and then I did wasn't needed anymore. So um work my work colleagues could see how I was a bit sad, you know, not having a dog at weekends, but I never felt responsible or adult enough to have my own dog, you know. And then my colleague, um, her husband's a gamekeeper, so he has working dogs. And unfortunately, Percy well. You know, fortunately, let's say Percy wasn't a good working dog, but it meant that he was going to get shot because he was wasting kennel space. I guess food. I'm trying to like look at it from the gamekeeper's perspective. Yeah, yeah. Not that I agree with it at all. But so his wife fell in love with Percy, and she was like, "Steph, you you want a dog? You have to take him, please." Like she didn't want to see him, you know, get shot. So I was like, "Oh, I don't know. What about work?" And she was like, "Bring him in the office," and I was like, "Okay." Um, get that in writing please <laughs> and then so I said look we'll do a trial and she was like okay and then I took him home and then like within two hours we were just in love um, and we do have a very special bond he's very loyal to me and um I said to him look you've got to come paddleboarding or else you're going to be at home on your own because I I'm paddleboarding for my thing and I'm out all the time and I think he at first I mean, it wasn't hard to get him on the board because he's so needy to me. So it was really easy. And he would rather be with me than on his own. And then um, it was really during the pandemic because I was going on the Ganel every day when lockdown and things. And he just constantly wanted to come with me. And then he started becoming a lot more confident standing up, walking around the board. And I'm like, I prefer it when you sit down, please. Oh, but you know, yeah. I like the fact that he's he can stand up and he and walk. You know, it's good for him. But it's I never testing your balance as well. It is, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah cool. I think for the whole time we've been paddleboarding, we've fallen in together 
two or three times which isn't bad yeah. um, and the last time was only a couple of months ago and it was quite windy and a bit choppy so I knew it was going to happen but um he I could never get him in the sea though that was an issue and then um me and my ex kind of well yeah we broke up last year I think in October and I was like right Percy let's try this again because the the summer before I took him out in the ocean and he would not get on the board he was running away from me on the beach and everyone I was like please don't call the, the RSPCA he loves paddleboarding really and then um I said to him look we're going to be on our own now so again if you don't want to be left home alone you have to just try it and then he he was I was so proud of him he nailed it and like we're going out on the sea every morning before work and stuff when the conditions are right so and he just like sits on the boards and I'm, I couldn't be prouder really that's amazing that's amazing and how incredible as well to be going out every morning before work and to be also I think it's so lovely to be able to share something like that obviously not it's lovely to share it with person but uh, with with a, with an animal your pet it's a really special bond isn't it actually and and um, it's very unique feeling um yeah and I I imagine you know you probably miss him now when you do find that you're going out without him you're probably thinking oh I wish he I wish he was here because you can probably see the enjoyment in his face too yeah I mean sometimes I'm like if I if I want to go out on my own I really have to tire him out so he can just sleep mm. um because he he does any kind of noise he will start barking and if no one's here to get him through that mm -hmm. but sometimes I do love it just because <laughs> it, it's it really I, I'm always worried and stressed when it when I've got him yeah, well in case the conditions change or something mm. so um so the conditions especially in the sea have to be perfect for him so then I don't worry whereas if I'm you on my have own a little life jacket for him don't you I do yeah and definitely so, I mean we've got one for Tiggy recommend that for anyone to yeah on a, on a got a nice grab handle like the terrain dog one and it's if yeah I, I would never take him out without it I would freak out yeah and um, have you out of curiosity because I've been asked this a few times with Tiggy and I I never know which is the right thing to do. Do you attach a lead to him and to the board, or do you just let him be in the life in be in the life jacket and that's it? Um, yeah, I don't attach him to myself or the board. Um, again, that freaks me out in case the lead gets entangled. Yeah, um, and especially because we go on a lot of rivers, uh, mm. so the Helford or Foy and the Gannel, and if. Yeah. You know, so I've been sat on the board at Foy River just like whizzing along it was because the tide's so fast and if he it just freaks me out if he fall off the board and got entangled around a boy yeah. um and again that's why you know they the, the um I don't know who's who said it about the wake um quick release belt waist belts yeah. you know so I have one of those for the river to mm -hmm. make sure I'm safe but yeah, it it really freaks me out when I see people attach their dogs to the um to the board. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've done it a few times when Tiggy was moving so much up and down, and I thought I need to keep her still. But I did think this is actually probably. It's better I mean, falls in without a lead than not. Yeah, because um, anyone that wants to have like top tips for taking your pups on the sup and yeah. um, sup pup official on the on their Instagram page have like really great um advice and oh, things okay. oh that's really um, good to know oh thank you that's really really great yeah i'll have a little look at that definitely um so yeah you were saying that you go out every morning 
every morning well, if you can if it's good okay yeah. you work um and do you find that that is kind of a game changer for your physical and mental health to kind of put yourself in the in the right right frame of mind to embrace the day basically because I work from home because I recently started a new job and the closest office is in Southampton or, or South Wales so it's very important for me to have my workspace which I do a little cupboard essentially and um, I need to do something before work and after work to have a really good work-life balance like that's really important for my mental health so going out in the mornings well the it's it does make me feel great but then when you come on the beach and you know you've got to start work you're like right my day is just going to go downhill from here <laughs> so I've done my highlight first thing in the morning but I I just love early mornings um, and the sea is always calmer in the mornings you know it's like a mill pool so it's just nicer for Percy as well um, and then you know if I need to take a lesson or a friend out in the evening then I'll go out twice a day it's no no problem but it's definitely does help um yeah makes me feel good and ready to start my day mm, and and do you find that was you this podcast is, i started it from kind of a personal realization that moving in nature was having such a positive effect on my mental health um and i guess i'm kind of wanted to start this podcast is to share that kind of feeling and realization with with other people um so I'd love to hear kind of your perspective on that and and why and, and how it it kind of makes you feel like you again um yeah so I mean from a young age the oceans always had an impact on me it's always made me feel calm positive you know just great basically and that kind of infused me to go into marine biology and to kind of you know set my career up but I also, um, stupidly, I'm going to say, um, a bit. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I thought it was like a unique thing with me in the ocean, and because no one really ever spoke about, you know, mental well-being or anything uh, when you're growing up. And obviously now there's a lot of talk about vitamin C, sea therapy, um, blue mind. So now I know that it's it's it's. I'm like a million, like ten million other people, you know. So I am reading the uh, book Blue Mind by um, Wallace J. Nichols to try and understand why the ocean has such an impact on us. But I know, and I can only speak for myself, so for me it's always, it's just made my life better. So I used to work on vessels offshore. Um, I loved it. Sometimes obviously being away from home is difficult, but you all you can see around you is the ocean, um, no land. And it's just, I made all my best life decisions when I'm offshore. And then when I kind of swapped it out for a more like office-based role, like a set, more settled job, I started to notice that my mental health was going downhill. Um, you know, it's quite scary, like looking back in 2016 and 2017, I was quite dark. I was drinking quite a lot of wine um, and yeah I actually I was so down in the dump so it might you know it was obviously a lot of maybe life things that was happening as well with like broken relationships and I yeah not getting my sea time not getting outdoors as much 
because I'm staying in having a glass of wine instead, um, I actually planned out a suicide for myself. I wasn't, it wasn't going to be for the next few years. It was going to be when I was older because I was like, you know, I can't do it now. But maybe, but the, I mean, who knows if I would have gone through with it. But the fact is I had those thoughts in my mind and that's the scariest part. And then I kind of woke up one day and thought, right, something needs to change. And I kind of... Um, then figured out maybe it's my lifestyle that's done this so I need to get back on the water and that's what prompted me to buy a paddleboard because for someone who wasn't very athletic to go to like a company and go hi yeah I just want to buy a paddleboard like you know it's it's quite scary to do but I was just like I, I'm desperate I need to do this and it was good you know to go to um Haffer's we'll say headquarters in their back garden so they could show me how to put the pump in like and just show me everything and then instantly I was starting to feel better um and if I hadn't slept for a while because I mean I remember one situation where I hadn't slept for a while because I was stressed about something personal and I literally was like at work and I was just like I've got to go I need to go home it was right at the end almost the end of the day but I was like I've got to go I need to go paddleboarding and I went paddleboarding that day that evening and I only for a little paddle and I slept like a baby that night and then I realized this it's the sea I need to be out in the sea and that's what controls my mental health that's what makes me happy and uh, makes me a more positive person and um and then I noticed because I was quite a seasonal paddler when I started and then because I didn't know you know about equipment and things for the winter I noticed I was going down here in the winter and I was like oh this is not good and then it was like oh some springs here now I can get back on the water and you feel like you're the richest person in the world um and then it was only like looking at um water skill academies videos with Cal Major um she did a really good job telling you like what equipment to buy for the winter and it is expensive but um yeah so buying the palm trousers was just a game changer for me and now I can go out all year and I can just see how it has changed me so much it's not only made me I feel like more kind of successful having ideas on you know how what to do and how to step your career up a bit but also um what's I gonna say? it's made me more confident in myself as well and and I don't have the the main thing is I don't have those thoughts anymore um that's the, that's the main thing I, I, like to even think about it now makes me feel like wow that was five years ago and that hasn't popped into my head since I've started paddleboarding and you within you you know you have the tools to get yourself out of those dark spaces now because you you know that you that, that is the ocean that's what you need and so I guess it's that it's that conscious knowing that if you're if you kind of feel like you're going down this sort of dark tunnel that there's actually okay I can divert myself very easily I know exactly what I need to do and it can it brings you back to to the here and now and you know how incredible that you you've got on that journey and you found that and thank you for being so honest um, and sharing that because I understand that that's not obviously the easiest thing to share a lot of the time but you know this blue mind theory there's so much um I think there's so much scope in it there's like so many people just need to see the horizon they they need to 
they put their fingers in the water, they there was a walk on the beach, can change their whole mindset. And I always feel like there needs to be, you know, the, the NHS needs to be holding on to this a little bit yeah. more and realizing how much there is in it. Um there was, I know there was a trial that went that went on at one point where they were going to see if they could get paddleboarding on the NHS because they were realizing. Yeah. I don't know if it ever came came to to anything because I think it was just a trial but yeah the amount of people I've spoken to on this podcast that obviously I talk about moving in nature in a lot of different ways but the power of the ocean seems to be a really massive theme um yeah and I'm also somebody who can vouch for that as well um and also I think it's some sort of you've highlighted how important it is to trust your gut instinct you know you there must be something in you that went I just need to buy a paddleboard or I just need to try paddleboarding. I don't know why. And it's going to be a bit scary, but I'm just going to do it. Um, and, and, you know, and I think this is also wonderful while you're, while, why you, you know, wonderful that you are now taking people out that maybe have that gut feeling as well. And you're able to guide them through it. Um, and you must be able to relate to some of the, the people that you take out paddleboarding. Yeah, quite a lot. I mean, I, I mean, they, because, yeah, a lot of them are females, um, all different ages. Well, no, apart from my male friends, but yeah. yeah, I've never, I mean, no, that's not true. Sorry, I have had male clients, but not so much for lessons, but for tours. Um, but my private lessons are for, yeah, mainly females, all different ages. And um, they, they do, they say, how will I do this on my own? How, mm. you know, and I'm like, one girl in particular was like, I'm only coming out with you, Steph. And I was like, honestly, that's lovely to hear, but I'm super busy that I'm not always going to be able to go out. And I love my early morning paddles. Not everyone is an early riser. And um, so I did form a group for all these women to connect. And the idea was on Facebook just to say, hi, I want to go paddleboarding on Saturday. Anyone keen? Or I'm going to go to Porth Pian. Does anyone want to come? But there's the, there's a few girls on there that do kind of message and say put themselves out there. But a lot of the women that have joined, it it didn't really work out how I wanted it to. You know, not they weren't very active in the group. So and I feel because I the lot I spoke to even a lot of women who just saw me go out paddleboarding on my own, saying how do you do it? Mm. Um, and I'm not one to spend a lot of money on something and not use it. You know. Um, and also, like you say, it's it's for my mental health. You know, and if I don't go out, I get crazy, like get itchy. Um, well, you know, be stereotypical or anything, but there does seem to be a little bit more lacking in confidence to just go out and give it a go. So, you know, doing, you doing what you're doing and showing it on social media, you know, using social media for positive reasons, I'm sure, you know, inspires hopefully lots of women to go, yeah, do you know what? I can do it too. And if not, they need to get a dog like Percy to, to, to go out with them. <laughs> I, this little girl did say, I want to be like her. And, oh. and I was on the gannel and I was like, yeah, this is cool. I was like, well, thank you. I said, you can do it. Anyone can do this. I said, so when you're a bit older, go get a paddleboard lesson and get a paddleboard. Yeah. And her dad was probably going. Oh, that's <laughs> gonna um, yeah. And um, and obviously you've spoken about going on the Gano a lot, which is obviously one of the most beautiful paddles um, in the UK, in my opinion, actually. Um, but in Cornwall, where you live, and I know that you have written a book about all these special places in Cornwall that you like to go. 
can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so, um, well, I guess during when we were kind of able to exercise during the pandemic, I was working reduced hours. So again, it's I'm not one to sit around and do nothing. So I was like, right, uh, my friend was furloughed. I was like, do you want to come paddleboarding with me? And I was going to just explore all these places because I had that extra time to do it. Because uh, my partner at the time, he was able to have Percy for the whole day working from home. And I was like, it's fine, I can do what I want. And, and that was my one day of the week um, dedicated to this book. And I was just trying to go everywhere, but you can't go everywhere in Cornwall. And you, you know, some stuff got to be a mystery, haven't they? Mm. But yeah, so I basically have written this book. Um, so it's ideally, it's for beginner paddleboarders and it's also for experienced paddleboarders who want to paddle in Cornwall, but they have no idea where to go, where to launch from. So it's there's more paddles on the south coast because the south coast is more fl generally flatter than the north. The north is more of the surfers, but there are a few. You know, when we get a flat day on the north coast, I've gone out there and been like, right, I'm going to get this in the book, and I've been out on some choppy days <laughs> to get some in the book. But yeah, so um, for each kind of site, it gives you information where to park, how to pay for parking, whether there's toilets, whether the beach is lifeguarded, and um, whether there's dogs allowed on the beach, of course, because there's a little bit about how to get your dog on a um, how to get your dog on a sup, and it just kind of describes the paddle, and hopefully people are with a map as well, so people will be able to buy this book and be like, right, well, we can do this paddle because it's in this book, and it should also have a list of places you can hire a, a paddle board as well. Oh, that is so useful, so useful because obviously Cornwall is a place. You know, it is one of the most touristy places in the UK, as much as, you know, I know that there's a lot of good sides and bad sides to that. Um, but obviously people are going there not knowing. And actually it can mean that they can run into some quite unsafe circumstances without having knowledge. So, you know, it's great to have something like this because it just means you can buy and go, right, I know I can do X, Y, Z. This is a trusted paddle route let's do this yeah and i mean a lot of the um sup hires on beaches do say to people if you are coming down with your paddleboard and it, you're new to the area please do speak to us to get advice and i, I mean i know it's on facebook people are like hi we're coming down to cornwall next week um any ideas for paddleboarding and sometimes people don't respond because like you say some there is that you know some of the cornish are a bit can be a bit rude to holidaymakers, but at the same time, Cornwall needs the tourism. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fine it's a fine line, isn't it, between protecting these obviously protecting places just to protect them anyway, but also protecting them to have the locals to enjoy and not be bombarded, but also making sure that if you don't live locally and you don't know the area well that you, if you're going to go exploring, you're going to do it safely. And Cornwall is, in my opinion, the most beautiful place in the world. I love it. If I didn't live in Kent, I'd be living in Cornwall. And, um, you know, it should be enjoyed and it should be explored. And it's so incredible to see it from the water. I've got some of my most in best memories paddleboarding around Cornwall. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going to get I'm going to get your book. When's it out? 
Oh, uh, well, last year. Oh, we don't <laughs> was, know. No, no. That's oh. when it was supposed to be out. But um, oh. <laughs> I've, I've gone with um, a publisher in Cornwall because I wanted yeah. it. It, it's you know it's a Cornish book essentially and I wanted to keep it like Cornwall um and so it's going to be once they finished it's the final drafts with them they're just a little bit on the slow side um but I'm going to catch up with her next week and um so it'll be so it'll be sold in Waterstones in Truro so I'm really excited to go and have my picture taken and um it'll be sold at National Trust sites as well in Cornwall Great. So I'm hoping it, it can be bought on Amazon or, you know, there'll be an online platform because yeah. people aren't going to travel down to Cornwall just to buy the book, are they? Yeah. But, um, and I think a lot, yeah, all the paddles that are in that book have um, public car parks because mm -hmm. that was um, advice I got for, well, after a conversation mm -hmm. with Jo Mosley because she obviously has just published a book. Mm -hmm. And she was like, every paddle I describe, there's a public parking, you know, I'm not going to advertise somewhere where it's just like a park on the road or in a bay. And I thought, it's a good point, scrap that one out mm -hmm. of it because of the residents in that area. So that was really good advice. So it's all, everything's so public on, in yeah. the book. So I'm not giving any secrets away. Yeah. Yeah, so, there isn't oh. any secrets anymore in Cornwall. No, exactly. Instagram ruined that one, didn't it? <laughs> and Cornwall Live. <laughs> so. yeah, yes, exactly. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much. I mean, it's been like, yeah, like I'm, I definitely want to come down. You've made me very excited. I'm going down to Cornwall in a few weeks' time and I can't wait now. I'm very excited for that. Um, but um, yeah, let's. I've got some more questions, but I think we're running out of time. So I'm going to have to jump to the final question um, for you, which is the big one, which is looking back at the ripples you've made in your life. What are the biggest lessons you've learned keeping your mind and body healthy? Um, I guess taking time for yourself is very important. You're not going to, if you're constantly working or running around, whatever you're doing, you if you don't take time for yourself, you're not looking after yourself um and even if your your mindset is negative or whatever and you don't want to do anything we've all been there you just can't even face leaving the house but getting out that door is the most difficult thing to do and once you're out that door your mindset's going to change and then so that's you know some mornings I'm like I just don't I don't want to get out of bed but I'm but I'm like I know as soon as I get on that water I'm going to be pumped up for the day and I'm going to be happy and it's going to be great so um and I I mean that's why I have this addiction to be close to the sea I get criticized by my family all the time but they don't understand that that's my therapy so and I'm so lucky like you said earlier to know how to manage my mental health and I and my therapy is free I mean okay it costs a bit of money to buy the pattern board but now it's free um mm -hmm. and so I know all I need to do is go to that ocean and I'll be right as rain um mm -hmm. and I think that's what we need to do we need to find what makes us happy and once once we know that it it will make you I feel like a better person it would give you inspiration for to do better things with your site with your life whatever you want to do more mm. success you know oh absolutely and you know better person for yourself better person for your family for the environment it just yeah it ripples this is exactly this is exactly yeah. where this whole like podcast started um 
so yeah no that's incredible thank you so much and if if anybody listening wanted to find out more about you the book book a tour um can you please let us know how they can do that so if, if you want to look at the um, adventures of me and Percy, for example, um, I post a lot on Instagram. So that's Steph underscore Paddler underscore Adventurer. And then for Stuck With Steph, like tours or lessons, I've got an Instagram account, Stuck With Steph, uh, Gmail, um, SuckWithSteph at gmail.com and Stuck With Steph on Facebook as well. And on there has got a mobile number for the business as well. Um, I think that's it really for me that's yeah. where I am I'll be, I'll be putting everything I'll link everything so if anybody is heading down to Cornwall on their holidays this summer then they should definitely give you a shout although I obviously you're pretty busy already so well I mean <laughs> this bookings are a lot quieter this summer compared to last summer but yeah. I I think a lot of people are going abroad and a lot mm. of people bought their own paddle boards I think as well yeah no if there's any consolation the same has been for me from with my sup yoga so uh, <laughs> i think it's across the board that's what that's what i've heard but yeah and inflation oh, yeah absolutely yeah. cost of life just the cost of life oh. um but yeah thank you so much steph it's been a pleasure to talk to you and thank you for being so open and honest oh thank you for having me thank you so much for listening to this episode the start a ripple podcast if you like what you heard then please do write a review it helps other like-minded souls find this podcast too and if you want to get in touch and the best way to speak to me is probably via instagram and my handle is at with underscore india all right take care and speak to you soon